1: Well, good morning and happy Friday. It is Friday, September 1st. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there at Casey Daniels 317. Of course, we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar, want to let you know there are just a few handful tickets left for WIBC night. That is coming up on Wednesday. October 4th at the Indiana Historical Society, brought to you by Relay Indiana. So, if you want to go and you want to see Rob's fabulous hair, you got to jump online right now, WIBC.com.
0: And this happens every year. We told you a couple days ago, we said it sells out in a couple days every single year. Today will very likely be the day that they're all gone. And every year it happens where people go, What? It's sold out. <laughs> hey, can you get me a couple of extra tickets? The answer is no. This is like trying to get into a state dinner at the White House mm-hmm. in terms of security and access. So, no, don't count on us. If I'm your friend, don't count on me. I'm not helping you out. If you want your ticket tonight with WIBC, and it, like I said, every single year it happens, <laughs> oh, oh, my uncle, uncle. Fred wanted to go so
1: bad. Why did you wait? Get well, on WIBC.com right now.
0: Literally, there was an email that went out last night that there were less than 10 tickets available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could be sold out, for all I know, by... Right now. now. I mean, it's just it happens every year and then somebody's angry and... Uh, We are not in the console you business, so just get your tickets and be done with (laughs) it.
1: We don't have connections. We can't help you. Nobody likes us. We're not people. We know people. It is eight minutes after nine, and let's talk about Donald Trump and what's going on with him. Yesterday, the Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee, he said that the president's trial for election interference in Fulton County, Georgia, will be live streamed on the court's YouTube channel. So this is just another example how things in Georgia are different from all of these other entities.
0: Yeah, okay. So before everybody has an aneurysm about this, I'm actually not mad about this because this appears to be on par with how uh, legal matters in the court system are handled in Georgia, in particular Fulton County, that they do stream, you know, regular people's events. And I've long said, unless you have some sort of something where either super personal information that could endanger either witness or defendant or whatever is being revealed or you have you know someone who needs their um, identity kept private there's no reason that a court system should not be publicly broadcast because it is funded by public money mm-hmm. and I've said this whether it is school board meetings or town or city council meetings or county commissioner meetings everything that's done using public money, In which action is taken Should be broadcast to society I I don't I don't, you know, some people are upset about this. I'm actually not upset about this as long as it's on par with what everybody else is getting in terms of treatment. And I think transparency is a is a good thing. I don't necessarily have a problem with this like some, some people do.
1: I don't have a problem with it either because I think it's going to allow the American people to hear and see what's going on and they can be the jury, hear the truth, and then determine how they feel about it at the ballot box.
0: There are two trials... In terms of public interest that stand above all else, one is the Manson trial in in the late night well the yeah, late 1960s, right? And then the other was the O.J. Simpson trial in the mid 1990s. And so the question will be, will in terms of coverage, notoriety, and most importantly, I mean O.J. obviously because television cable TV was uh, far more prominent in in the 1990s than when Charlie Manson went on trial. Uh, Will this eclipse, in terms of viewership, in terms of coverage, that which O.J. Simpson received? I don't know. Uh, The O.J. thing was so captivating because, I mean, a a variety of reasons. The legal dream team, everybody became celebrities. Everybody got rich off of it. I don't know if it's going to eclipse O.J., but it'll certainly be a very well well sought after tuned into sort of event
1: mm-hmm. okay so it's going to be live streamed on the youtube channel many television outlets will pick it up they'll play snippets of it i don't know if they'll broadcast the whole thing but uh will it be more popular than the johnny depp amber heard trial? oh absolutely that was another I, thing that was popular. i think i
0: think the and i don't even know how you judge this because and I don't know what the... I don't know what the rule is on, say, and maybe we've got... There's a, 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 a media attorney who could say this. Can you take... If you're CNN, I would assume if you're CNN, you could just take a public entity's YouTube feed and just play it on your your network. I would assume you can do that. So CNN, MSNBC, Fox News could run this mm-hmm. all day like they did OJ. We could. Right. No. You're Yeah, you're right. So... If that's the case, then we'll get a good barometer. Because if you remember, you're seasoned enough to remember mm-hmm. the OJ. Thank tri- you for pointing that. I, out. I'm I <laughs> just putting out the vast <laughs> level of knowledge and life experience that you mm-hmm. have. Sure. The OJ trial, people would literally just sit there all day and watch it mm-hmm. on court TV or you know CNN. I don't think MSNBC existed back then, but they would just sit there and watch all day, and during lunch breaks, you know, etc. And you were, I mean, they were actually pulling like, like legitimate television ratings Mm -hmm. of people, or people would record it back on the days when it was VHS. And then, you know, you could You could come home and watch it like you would a ball game or something. So it it will be interesting if indeed these networks, which I assume they will, will just run wall-to-wall coverage all day of the Trump trial. How And we'll get a good barometer of how it stacks up against O.J. Simpson.
1: Uh, One thing that I think will be interesting is unlike the January 6th commission. You remember that was televised, at least parts of it. uh, The court's not going to be able to scrub everything and be one-sided. We're going to hear... All of it.
0: Uh, no, and speaking of boy, you want to you want to talk about somebody that is just horrific and awful, who has become horrific and awful, is Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. Oh, yeah. So everybody remembers Brian Kemp when he was running for re- for election in 2018 against Stacey Abrams. He was more than happy to have Donald Trump's support. He was more than happy to... Remember, he ran the, the, the totally politically incorrect ad, I got a big truck and I'm going to round up the illegals. He was Mr. Tough Guy. He was Mr. Showman. And now, boy, he just totally hates Trump. And in Georgia, there is a... Uh, They have a mechanism for recalling out-of-control prosecutors. However, unlike in Florida, it is a governor cannot just rule by decree. Ron DeSantis, as we've seen multiple times, has taken these lunatic left prosecutors and said, you're out of here. You're not interested in justice. You're interested in politics. We don't have that in the justice system. See you. There's a commission that does this in Georgia and- uh, there have been some people in the Georgia legislature Which is controlled by Republicans Saying hey look This Fannie what you talking about Willis Who is the Fulton <laughs> County DA Totally in Not interested in justice She's clearly I mean this racketeering stuff The 18 people being involved You got attorneys that are on trial This is totally political We got to do something And give the governor the power to, to To get rid of this If this commission won't Because this is complete crap And Brian Kemp is an insufferable person, not because he doesn't w- want her removed, that's bad enough, but it his t- is his totally flippant nature as though he is acting like she's totally above board. You can hate Trump all you want, that he's a greaseball and a scumbag and whatever else, fine, great, don't care. But for him to act like, because he hates Trump, that what Fanny, what you talking about Willis is doing is not... Way worse than what Trump is accused of being doing is completely ridiculous. He had a press conference about this yesterday and
2: said this. Up to this point, I have not seen any evidence that DA Willis's actions or lack thereof warrant action by the Prosecuting <laughs> Attorney Oversight Commission. But that will ultimately be a decision that the Commission will make. Regardless, in my mind, a special session of the General Assembly to end run around this law is not feasible and may ultimately prove to be unconstitutional. The bottom line is that in the state of Georgia, as long as I'm governor, we're going to follow the law and the Constitution, regardless of who it helps or harms politically. Over the last few years, some inside and outside of this building may have forgotten that, but I can assure you I have not. The oath I took with my hand on the Bible that's right behind me in January of 23 is the same Bible that I took in my inauguration in 2019. And in Georgia, we will not be engaging in political fear that only inflames (laughs) the emotions of the moment. We will do what is right. We will uphold our oaths as public servants. And it's my belief that our state will be better off for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, real quick, I'd like to point out Kylan
0: is in for Kevin today, and she's already doing a more outstanding job than Kevin. She is giving us cues on when the audio is over. Kev is usually asleep during the audio, so great job, <laughs> Kylan. Um, did you hear? And this is what I've said for a long time. If you like in Indiana, the Republican Party infrastructure—I'm talking about the establishment, donor, lobbyist class of the Republican Party would rather have Democrats than conservatives in public office because they hate conservatives more and liberty-minded people than they do Democrats. So for all these people are like, oh my gosh, I can't have a uh, Democrat in there. I've got to vote for total zeros like Todd Young. Well, they hate you, so they are happy to take your vote because they actually despise you and they'd rather a Democrat be in there than you get what you want. This is another example of that. This guy, Brian Kemp, Mister, when he was running for election— I'm going to get me a I got a big truck I'm going to round up illegals oh where in the Georgia Constitution does that exist mm-hmm. buddy no mm-hmm. of course it doesn't but now because he hates Trump he would rather left wing lunatics like Fanny. what you talking about Willis oh I see <laughs> nothing political about this what what a I can't even say that on these airwaves. I would get in trouble. What a just disingenuous piece of garbage.
1: Yeah, he's saying there's nothing unethical or illegal (laughs) about what she's doing. Uh, Okay, 17 after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So what are you doing this weekend? You'll probably get asked that at least once today. Work. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm doing this weekend.
1: That's what you do every weekend.
0: Same thing. I think I know weekend.
1: why. I think I know why. Wah! Well, because Wah! you have a baby and because the prices of everything are sky high. 21 after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Gas prices continuing to be a pain at the pump. Yes. It's okay, terrible. the national average for gas, $3.81 per gallon. And AAA saying that drivers are shortening their travel distance. On average, people would used to drive 500 to 1,000 miles over a holiday weekend. Wow. Yeah. And now the average trip is between 50 and 200 miles.
0: Okay. So 500 miles. That's round trip. Mm-hmm. What is that? That'd be like going to, is Kansas City 250 miles? Is that right? Is that close? Eh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so further than going to Chicago, that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That is wild to me that people actually drive that far.
1: Yeah. Well, you got a three-day three weekend, right? You can get there and back. But it inside. takes a
0: whole day to go 250 <laughs> miles. <laughs> but the, the point of all this is the gas prices are completely out of control, and there's no need for any of it. This is all of our own making. This is all of our own doing. And I think that is what is so frustrating to so many people. There are certain things that happen in society and in life that are beyond anyone's control. So like in the aftermath of 9-11, I think society looked at that and said, boy, those a-hole terrorists, they blew up our buildings. And now, you know, American life is going to be disrupted and, you know, flights are grounded and sports are canceled. And people said, this sucks, but this is what happens. Let's try to rectify the situation and move forward as best we can. Something like this though, and I'm no, in no way trying to equate the price of gas to what people went through on 9-11, but what I'm saying is the American public at large looks at this and says to itself, this doesn't have to be this way we are doing this. We are in this position based on the decisions made by our government, and they are not life or death decisions. They are decisions made to support an agenda, and that agenda is clearly not our financial well-being.
1: Well, AAA is saying part of the problem is because OPEC instituted production cuts. There was also that refinery that caught fire in the South, Uh so that's affecting a lot of people in the South and Southeast of the country. Uh Uh, Many people are saying it has to do with inflation. 61% of people are less likely to travel this holiday weekend because of that inflation. They've got to put that money towards rent and towards groceries rather than
0: gasoline. So the average price of gas nationwide is 381 It's a little cheaper than that here in Indiana. I saw it... At the sketchy gas station near your palatial estate <laughs> for three fifty nine. Nice. And so on my way home, I think I'm gonna stop and get some of that and visit with some of the locals mm-hmm. who are just very upstanding members of society and always enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a grab bag when I stop at that gas station near your house. So you never know what you're gonna I get. I mean, you hear a lot of a lot of unique backgrounds roaming mm-hmm. around there in the parking lot. Uh, but re- regardless. There. Let's say. Let's say without those things, gas was three dollars a gallon. There's no need for that. That we are the wealthiest, most uh, uh, rich country, arguably in the world in terms of accesses to resources necessary things we can pull out of the ground to make the price of gasoline more affordable there's no need for gas to even be two dollars a gallon if you want to have an honest conversation about it all of these things are in that are driving the price of gas come from well they come from the government on both on two fronts either taxes. Oh, like here in Indiana, where 60 cents plus of every gallon of gas you buy is taxes instituted by the Indiana Republican Party. Without those greedy backstabbers, what would gas be? Well, then that gas would be $3 a gallon instead of the 3.59 dollars I'm about to pay. That's number one. And that's not Biden's fault. You know, Holcomb and Hupfer and the rest of the good time fun gang, Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, and the, the General Assembly, that's not Biden. You don't get to blame that on Biden. The, the gas tax has nothing to do with Joe Biden. That's you and you being greedy, number one. Number two are the policies of this government, the, the U.S. government, which says because of these green radical maniacs, we are going to institute, and it's not just we care about the environment policies. These are deliberate, deliberately crippling policies designed to make your gasoline more expensive.
1: Okay, so right now at WIBC.com, uh, there's an article on the side piece saying 55% of Americans plan to spend less this Labor Day weekend amid economic worry. And of course, many people very concerned about their job, job security, 23% saying that they're concerned 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 about their job security, whether they will be working. However, 87% of people want to raise to keep up with inflation. Why is that not 100%?
0: Other than buying a mattress, which, by the way, speaking of buying a mattress, my mattress that I got, my Tempur-Pedic that I got from Thompson mm-hmm. Furniture. Working out for you? It's awesome. Good. It's just absolutely great. You know, you can just practically drop that baby on that firm mattress, and she just springs right up. It's just amazing <laughs> the little game you can play there. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Thompson Furniture, longtime WIBC sponsor in Columbus. Great, great folks. Um other than buying mattresses, is there a lot of uh, economic activity that takes place around? I think Labor a lot of Day? people
1: buy appliances as well. Is
0: that also usually on some sort of sale? Yeah,
1: on Labor Day weekend. But uh, people saying that no, they're they're not going to be spending as much. Here's a, a fun holiday fact for you. Yes, 818 hot dogs eaten every second between Memorial Day and Labor Day.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Hey, what's the deal? Is Labor Day the one you can't wear white after Labor Day? Is yes. that right?
1: Yes, correct.
0: That's a pants,
1: shoes. <laughs> You're not supposed to. Yeah.
0: That's, is there that's a, an old Is there tradition. a reason for
1: that? Uh, it's, it signifies summer, warm weather, and now we're heading into fall. It just sounds really... You do what you want to do, though. You wear what really you want to wear, up. okay? Yeah, I wear
0: the same thing every day, Casey. You it is that.
1: 927. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Biden's re-election bid is in trouble. That's the headline, 9.32. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is a new poll that came out. And in it, it says Donald Trump leads President Joe Biden in a head-to-head matchup for 24. Trump topped Biden 44% to 43%. This was a poll conducted by YouGov and published in The Economist. And in it, it said 63% of American citizens do not want Biden to run again. No kidding.
0: Well, and we talk about polling all the time, that polling is but a snapshot of a moment in time. It's almost like, remember how they used to cart- put cartoons together with a booklet, and mm-hmm. when you, you know, each individual- it. Yeah, each individual drawing didn't mean much, but when you flipped through it all, then you had a cartoon. Sort of the way polling works. One poll doesn't mean a whole lot. However, when you see four, five, six polls telling you the same thing- Then you kind of get a trend of where society is. And what this poll says is the same thing that now multiple polls are saying, which is society really doesn't want to choose between these two. And basically, the first party to move away from one of these two probably could win this thing running away. However, neither party seems willing to move away from either of these two people.
1: Okay, so Biden is getting in the weakness area. 65% of people see him as weak. However, with Trump, it's 65% see him as strong. Isn't that interesting? They're totally tied. One's weak, one is strong. Same number.
0: The total was, I mean, it's negligible. Technically, though, somebody has to win. So Trump is at 44. Biden is at 43. And what is fascinating is society is going to have to make a choice because Trump's negatives are baked in at this point. Mm -hmm. There's nothing whether Trump is convicted, whatever. 44% if you are for Trump at this point like it, it it doesn't it just doesn't matter. So Trump kind of has hit a floor of 44%. Now what will be interesting is if Trump can somehow finagle out of these some of these charges and at least keep the thing going until election day does that improve him? Because I feel like Biden has nowhere to go but down and Trump has nowhere to go but up because there's going to continually be new things that come out about Biden, especially if the House continues, even though we all know they're not going to actually impeach him, because well, we haven't even made it to the inquiry yet, and it's been uh, eight eight strong months, Casey. But if the news keeps coming out and they can continue to put this out in the ether about how corrupt and awful Biden is, well, he's certainly not going to go up based mm-hmm. on that. Trump, I feel like, if you don't hate him by now, you're not gonna. I mean, there's nothing else that's going to come out about him where you're going to be like, well, that's it, I'm done with him now. So. I don't know. I think this is interesting. I just it appears neither party, which is why our founding fathers warned us about political parties, is listening to what the people are telling them, which is first one to dump one of these old geezers is going to win. So
1: in this poll, they say a majority of Americans, 55 percent, don't believe that Biden cares about them. And Well, no kidding. No kidding. kidding. When he says things like no comment in regards to the fires in Hawaii. Uh, And I wonder if that's why he's making a beeline down to Florida very soon, much quicker than he ever went to Hawaii. Uh, But we've heard a lot of names being tossed around, like Gavin Newsom, right? I saw the first headline last night, I believe it was the Washington Post, that said the DNC really needs to look at a Whitmer-Warnock ticket.
0: Yeah, people get on these fantasy islands about things that aren't going to happen. I mean, if you think about a realistic who, who would it be if it were not Biden? I think Gavin Newsom is realistic. I think Kamala is realistic. And I think that's about it. (laughs) I mean, I, I just, I don't think Michelle Obama clearly has an interest in it. There has been no behind the scenes finagling that is usually associated with that. I just don't think she has an interest in it. Um, so you kind of have to decide, well, do you think Kamala or Newsom would be better than Biden? I think Newsom, Greasy Gavin would be markedly better for the Democrats than Biden. I don't think Kamala would be. But for the Republicans, you look at it and go, man, got a really interesting bench with DeSantis, mm-hmm. Tim Scott, mm-hmm. maybe some others. If Trump weren't you know actively winning by nine million points, who might get off the sidelines and get in. And yet it's, you know, we've talked about this before. It's like you could have any woman, any normal woman in the bar, and you're going to pick the most crazy one because, well, between the hours of midnight and three, that's just a a euphoria that is indescribable but wow the other 21 hours of the day boy that's a that's a wild and wacky ride you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy Mm -hmm.
1: some juice not worth the squeeze I think it's really interesting in this poll how they list everybody they just say Trump sitting at 51% DeSantis 14% but then they go to describe everyone else entrepreneur Vivek (laughs) Ramaswamy 5% former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley 4% former vice president Mike Pence 3% Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, 2%. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, 2%. Everybody else gets like their resume with them except for Trump and DeSantis. Them, it's just their name flat out. All right, let's talk about what's going on with the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He's been cleared to resume his, quote, schedule as planned after he froze for more than 30 seconds while he was fielding questions from reporters in Kentucky. This happened on Wednesday. They're calling it concussion recovery.
0: Okay. so this is the thing that happens where these people, these very old people who have been there since the earth was young, Clearly, do not have the mental faculties, capabilities to run their own lives, much less society. Like if you told Mitch McConnell right now, "Hey, buddy, you're gonna have to drive yourself to the grocery store, and you're gonna have to buy a week's worth of groceries, and you're gonna have to pay for it, and you're either use a credit card or make change, and then drive yourself home." What do you think the odds he could actually do that?
1: Like, do you think he could step up to the counter? No way. And get the credit card out and know how, he, he'd just tap it now? No, he doesn't he have
0: to swipe? I, but I don't think Mitch McConnell could grocery shop. Like, I, I don't I don't <laughs> think Mitch McConnell is... I'm not sure Mitch McConnell can drive a car. Yeah. I mean, I, seriously, I'm not, I'm not trying to be flippant or mean-spirited here. What do you think are the actual odds, Casey, on a scale, uh, you know, percentage-wise, mm-hmm. that if you said, right now, betting, what are the odds, Mitch McConnell... Could drive himself from wherever he is to the local grocery store, buy a week's worth of groceries, run the scanner, mm-hmm. you know, the U-scan, mm-hmm. like every you know every other American does, pay for it himself, and then drive himself home and complete that task? What are the odds? Well, he not good. Chances are he couldn't even find the keys. So why do we let those people run our society? Why do we let these people who even if he had all his mental faculties, I'm not sure he could do it. But certainly he can't even complete sentences at this point. And these people get to make decisions for us. Why is that OK?
1: He's going to stand in the frozen food section with the door open and just stare off into space, right? Well, Brian Monahan, who is Congress's attending physician, <laughs> said that occasional lightheadedness is not uncommon in concussion recovery and can also be expected as a result of dehydration. That did not look like somebody who just needed to drink
0: some water. Okay, so Mitch McConnell was elected to the U.S. Senate in 1985. Casey, mm-hmm. I am a fully grown-ass man mm-hmm. with a job and a career and a house and a child. I was not two years old when he was elected to the United States Senate.
1: I was 15. I couldn't even drive yet. That's and before, how long he's been And the previous...
0: In office. Before that, he spent the previous eight years, I think before that, like he was a judge in in uh, in Kentucky. So you're talking about a guy who has been in elected office since 1977. Mm-hmm. That is 46 years. He has been lording and ruling over other people. And that is pathetic that a guy that is his age, who has been there that long, who now cannot on the regular complete sentences is still in not only a position of power, but he's one of the four or five most important people in the United States Senate.
1: This kind of goes to uh, his children, maybe. If his wife isn't going to stand up, why wouldn't his children, Ellie and Porter McConnell, why don't they say something to him like, hey, Dad, you know what? Why don't you just go off into that golden sunset and, and enjoy the rest of your time? I mean, it's, it's elder abuse at this point if your dad was in this situation when you pull him aside hey mike we need to have a tough conversation
0: (laughs) i've already had that conversation with him and he's fine
1: (laughs) but you did you had the conversation right hey old man (laughs) good morning mike (laughs) uh uh,
0: yes okay so let's take a break hey when we go to a break Mm -hmm. um You know, this week is our AI week, Mm -hmm. where my wife has just been having a fabulous field day in her spare time, creating these AI images of people we have fun with on this radio show. And the premise of the AI is what would they look like as a real Mm -hmm. person in the various... Descriptions that we give them on this radio show. So she
1: things are so exciting at the Kendall House. Oh my house. gosh, it's just great. <laughs> I mean, no joke.
0: Like, and I, I know nothing about computers, so I have no idea what she's doing. But she will just sit there with her little thing, and then she'll just start laughing. And I'm like, "What are you doing now?" And she said, "I'll show you in a minute." Mm-hmm. Um, she did one for Biden.
1: Oh yesterday. Right.
0: And so as we go to a break, if you give it about one minute mm-hmm. and then you head over to at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, I'm going to post the Biden AI that she created, which is and she has she's now naming her portraits and she's calling this one no comment. No comment. Yes.
1: As you go and view it, I want you to pay special attention to the ice cream cone. Nine forty three with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three W I B C Families crossing the U.S. border illegally have reached an all-time high just this month, 946. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. So the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, he just got sworn in about three months ago. Yes. He called on the federal government to fast-track work permits for asylum seekers, saying America's third-largest city is running out of resources to care for the growing migrant population that has already hit the 13,000 and Mark.
0: Uh, yes. And before we delve into this, Kylan with the uh, Eddie Money coming back, and <laughs> I, did you know I once saw Eddie Money at the Nickel Plate Amphitheater in Fishers? Did you? Was it good? Uh, it was a fine show. It was uh, 2015, I think. And what I remember about it is every song Eddie Money played, he would shout, this one's for the troops.
1: Oh, well, that's nice.
0: Every single one. Well, Basically every single one. It was for the troops. And mm-hmm. some people who remember Eddie Money towards the end remember he was a little squirrely, but every song was for the troops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so yes, getting back to this. So Chicago is a leftist cesspool. It is uh, <laughs> run by total maniacs and lunatics. And look, there's a difference, okay? when Sometimes we use these words and people go, oh, you're so mean to all the Democrats. Now, there's a big difference between being a Democrat and being with these people who run the city of Chicago or New York or Los Angeles are. These people are Marxist, they're communists, they're completely invested in the destruction of America and the American way of life. They genuinely believe America is an evil, awful place, and they want to see it burned down and rebuilt in some bizarro, sick, twisted image that they see see fit. And look at if you don't believe me, just look at their public policy. And this is a great example, Casey, where because you have these Marxists and communists and lunatics running the city of Chicago, they have said for years, hey, illegal immigrant. Do drop in. Come on. Why don't you stay a while? Mm-hmm. Well, governors of Texas and Florida and Arizona have said, well, hey, Palski's, we'll take you up on that offer. Here you go. And now these places like Chicago are in a huge bind because, well, now they can't be like, no, you got to go back. Mm-hmm. Now they're begging for more help. Mo- yeah, money. 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 Right. Whatever. And these residents in the city of Chicago are like, wait a second. You're taking these illegal immigrants who don't pay taxes here, who don't live here, who aren't supposed to be here, and you're putting them up in four and five-star hotels, and I'm living in pl- places like Caprini Green, which I don't even think that exists anymore, but places similar to that, where you wouldn't send your worst enemy for mm-hmm. seven minutes, much less make them live there.
1: Okay, he said, let me state this clearly. The city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals safely and capably without significant support and immigration policy changes. Significant support, meaning money.
0: Yeah, and that's your the, money. That's what this is all about. They're, the politicians are not actually upset that the the people are illegally in the country, and we've said this many times. The politicians are upset now that they are in their backyard. They want the mass illegal immigration because they want the reliable Democrat voter dependent upon government service. They're just mad that they're there. It is absolutely no different than. Uh, Okay, here's an example. One of Kylan's friends invited her on a trip on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it'd be no different than if she didn't really want Kylan to come on the trip, but she felt obligated to ask. And then Kylan said, well, sure, absolutely. I would do that. And then they said, whoa, wait a second. We didn't really mean it. We were just being nice to you. Whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Sort of like when you came over to my house that time. It was just a courtesy <laughs>
1: invite.
2: <laughs> they're totally
0: stuck. <laughs> and so now I love this. So th- this clip you're going to hear is from some lady at, I think this was a city council meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, really upset about how the legal immigrants are being treated better than the taxpayers.
1: I don't want them there. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go. This is wrong. You get 73% of the people homeless in this city are black people. What have you done for them?
0: Okay. But the problem is, Casey, (laughs) you voted for these people. Well, not me. No, no, no. Other people did. The people of Chicago voted for these people. You get the government you deserve. There is not a politician farm where you plant seeds and the politician grows out of the ground and it's like a, like a vegetable where some are better than others. No! you vote for these people. They exist because you install them into public office.
1: And many people thought because of the high crime rate that Chicago has been experiencing or experienced under Lori Lightfoot that that city would make a different turn, that they would go in a different direction but they did not. Instead they voted somebody more liberal in. And before Lori Lightfoot left office, she declared a state of emergency over the immigrant crisis that was engulfing that city. They had asylum seekers sleeping on the floors at the police station, on the street for weeks. But, you know, this emergency declaration, it's not doing anything from keeping these people away.
0: Yeah. Uh Okay, let's switch gears here. There's a trend going on on the internet right now, Casey. Mm. Are you aware of this?
1: Uh, where people get in front of their camera and complain? Well, it's well, well-assembled
0: <laughs> women mm. getting on camera and complaining about the price of stuff. Yeah. And we played the lady... Earlier this week,
1: the single mom yeah. who was complaining about rent and groceries. Yeah,
0: and you pointed out while well, everything she said was true, you pointed out because you're a fashionista that she did have some finer, very expensive.
1: She had acrylic nails. She had the the fake eyelashes.
0: My wife said those eyelashes could have cost as much as three hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, is that true?
1: Oh yeah, and the the fingernails were probably a hundred. No kidding. Yeah, and and she had a lot of piercings. Yeah, piercings aren't cheap either. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for, you know, the next big old tattooed person to come in and, okay, well, was that tattoo
0: $300? Right. Well, but the the point is, while it may be ridiculous, it is not wrong what she was saying about the price of everything. correct Okay. So uh, one well-assembled lady does it. Now here's another one Mm -hmm. from... Canada. Mm -hmm. You notice like it's never these people that make it because all these pop up on the Internet. We play them for you because we see them on the Internet. They never look like Roseanne Barr. (laughs) Like it's it's always like it's just a convenience that it's never somebody looks like Rosie O'Donnell out there that's making the rounds on the Internet. But this lady is from Canada. Mm -hmm. And I thought her perspective was interesting because everything she was saying about Canada Mm -hmm. is applicable here as well.
3: I live in Ontario, Canada, and I just paid $20 for a tiny little bag of grapes. The other day, I paid five bucks for two apples. Two apples was $5 at the grocery store. I just saw a carton of eggs for $10. Like what? I don't understand it. Like, I don't know what's happening with our country, but it is rapidly declining. The cost of living is astronomical and the federal government is absolutely crushing the middle class. I don't know how anybody, if, if you're making less than $100,000 a year here, um, I don't know how you're doing it. I think $100,000 can allow you to maybe pay your insane rent um, and your basic bills and necessities and then you have $0 left over at the end of the day to like do anything. So basically, if you live in Canada, you live to work to pay bills and pay taxes and that's basically it. So yeah, I want to leave and I don't know where to go. for a carton of eggs.
0: Now, I think things are more expensive in Canada because of their uh, monetary policy, et cetera. But it is relevant here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and one of the things that people really need to wake up on, because I noticed that even though interest rates are rising, the price of housing is not changing. Casey, no joke. There is a house... In the vicinity of where I live that is for sale, and you know me, I'm Mr. Investigative Man. So I saw this house for sale, and I wonder what they're asking for this house. It's just over 1,200 square feet. Mm-hmm. So that, anybody familiar with uh, housing sizes, 1,200 square feet, it's two-bedroom. They're asking, what do, you, what do you think they're asking for a 1,200-square-foot, a two-bedroom home, In the little suburb where I live, what do you think the asking price is?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm gonna guess what 175, 180.
0: (laughs) The list price is $255,000. Is that the cute blue house? No, I would buy that for you if if that were the one. No, unbelievable. And look, I don't think they're gonna get that for it, but I'm not a real estate expert. Mm -hmm. But holy smokes, a 1,200 square foot home and they're asking $255,000? You gotta be crapping me.
1: Yeah, and and Chances are they'll get it though well, from I don't, somebody.
0: Uh, who knows? I'm going to be very fascinated. There's an open house on, uh, on Saturday. I'm just going to. You're going to go down
1: and snoop around. Well, and I'm
0: going to stare at people as they drive past. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe like with the I don't know a, a radar gun or something out. Just sit on my lawn just to try to disencourage you know, discourage people. <laughs>
1: Go work. pepper, <laughs> go pepper the real estate agent with I a bunch hate, of questions. I hate
0: getting new neighbors because you never know what you're going to get.
1: But the thing with this woman making a TikTok in your car is not going to fix all your problems. I mean, did she vote for Trudeau? Who knows? Yeah, because know. that's what you're going to get. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.